Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Monday's Refreshing 15 Podcast, a platform designed to motivate you through the refreshing word of God as you grow spiritually and mentally. I'm so glad you tuned in to the show. I pray that the content in each and every one of these episodes blesses you and encourages you to keep putting in your best as you let God handle the rest. Enjoy. Welcome back to another Monday's Refreshing 15. It's your boy Kawan J. Kenzie back again with another episode. The message in this episode right here is a vital one. It's a vital one. I, I believe this one right here is, a, is is one that we all need. I believe as we dig into God's word in this one, uh, it's really going to give us a foundational structure uh, to be able to build upon in our individual lives and in relationship, uh, leadership, friendship, coupleship. I believe in all types of relationships is is gonna give us that foundational structure that we need. Uh, the books, the book we're gonna be reading up out of is the book of Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter three, and First Timothy chapter three. The title of this message is "Take Care of Home." All right, take care of home. If y'all wanna follow along, uh, y'all go ahead and flip the First Corinthians chapter three right now. We're gonna start at verse nine. All right, verse nine, and it says, for we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vine yard, God's building. Verse 10 says, according to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me to prepare me for my task, like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation. And now another is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. Verse 11, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. All right, so let's run let, let recap on this one. Let recap. All right, so this is really important. So y'all zoom in, all right? Zoom in. From this piece of scripture that we just read, we, we know that God built us. All right, he built us. And he built us on solid foundation. That solid foundation name is Jesus. All right? We could take that. We are we God calls us his home. All right. His home. We're God's building. God built us and he calls us home. In the same way, when we in the same way, God should be our home. Right? God should be our home. God built us on solid found from solid foundation. And he dwells in us. That solid foundation is Jesus. He was built for Jesus, through Jesus, with Jesus, from Jesus. You get what I'm saying? From God, for God, with God, through God. That's how we was built. And God dwells in us, dwells in his body, and he calls us home. In that same way, we should be dwelling in him and calling him home. Make sense? Now, verse 10 says, according to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me to prepare me for, for my task, like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation, and now another is building on it. I want y'all to catch this. All right, zoom in. This, hey, zoom in. According to the remarkable grace of God, Jesus is that grace. Excuse me. Jesus is that grace. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ. God, the Father, gave us grace by giving us Jesus. And we're saved by that grace by faith in him, Jesus. All right? We're saved by that grace through our faith in him. 
Jesus. And we was all given a task while we here. We was all given a task. So according to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me to prepare me for my task, all right, like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation. So we was all given a task here on earth, and it's by God's grace that we're able to do that task or even was given, a, given one to begin with, all right? He prepared us. He prepared us for our task by giving us the true the true foundation that we need to even build anything, and that's Jesus. So like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation, and now another is building on it. I want y'all to catch this right quick. I want y'all to catch this. So like a skillful master builder, so me building, me building upon solid foundation, because like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation. That, let, that foundation is Jesus. I was built on Jesus, and now when I build, I'm building upon Jesus. Make sense? So like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation, and now another is building on it. And now another is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. So look, in order for somebody to come into your space and build upon a solid foundation along with you, you yourself have to be building upon a solid foundation, Right? You yourself have to be building upon a solid foundation in order for somebody to come into your life and build upon a solid foundation along with you, all right? And vice versa. If you are building on solid foundation, if you are building upon Jesus Christ and somebody comes into your life and is not building upon that same foundation, remember, you got to be careful, but each one must be careful how he builds on it. So if they're not, being, if they're not building on that same solid foundation, that's an automatic. That that I mean, that's a that's a flag right there, big flag on the plate. Feel me? And you got to see that. You got to see that for no one. This verse eleven for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So that goes for both sides of that. You cannot build on any other foundation, but the foundation you yourself was built built on by God and that foundation is Jesus. So when you build, now not not now that you've been built up and God dwells in you and He and He calls you home. Well now when you begin to build, you have to now build upon solid foundation. That same foundation you was built on, built by, built through, built for, and that's Jesus. All right. That that you can't you can't build on you can't really build on anything else but that. Anything you build Outside of that, but anything you build on any foundation outside of that, the solid foundation, the one foundation, ain't gonna be stable. And in the end, it's gonna burn up. In the end, it's gonna crash and fall. In the end, it ain't gonna, it's not, it's not gonna hold you. It's not, it doesn't even hold no value. If you really think about it, it holds no value. Value is like, the longevity of something that 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 shows value in it. You know what I'm saying? Like if if something could last, if something's outlast, that's that's valuable stuff. That's valuable quality. If it's not gonna last, that ain't no good quality stuff. It, so it really holds no value. If it's gonna crash and burn and disappear on you, that's not that's not that's 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 not valuable. That's not valuable. It's not good. So in that same way, when somebody else comes into your life and they're not building on that solid foundation. They, I mean, you can't you can't really build with them. 
You can't really build with them. You build on solid foundation, and they and they not. You feel what I'm saying? Now zoom in, catch this. This is real good. I'm telling you, it's real good. But no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. All right, so that's that first part. That's the first part. So we're built by God, for God, through God, with God. He calls us his building. He calls us his home. All right, and in the same way, he should be our home. And what we build should be built upon that chief cornerstone named Jesus, that solid foundation. Now let's skim down to verse 16. It says, do you not know? And understand that the church, that you, the church, are the temple of God. And the spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually. If anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false teaching, God will destroy the destroyer. For the temple of God is holy, sacred, and that is what you are. So again, God calls us his own. He refers to us as his temple. All right, he refers to us as his temple, and he dwells permanently in us collectively and individually. All right, collectively and individually. Anyone destroys that temple, corrupting it with false doctrine. So if we got if we if we not filled up with the truth, and we we're filled up with false the false or the lies or the deceptions, you feel me? That right there, that's destroying this temple that not really our own. Feel me? Our home is not even our own. It really belongs to the Lord. God calls us home. Feel me? We were built for him. And we got to take care of home. We got to take care of home. So, so when God, God teaches that the truth shall set us free, truth will set us free from the, the toxicity that may be in our lives. The truth will set us free from, from, from anything that's not of God, the wicked, thoughts that we may have, the dark, the darkness we may be uh playing around with. You know what I'm saying? The, the truth will set us free from the deception. The truth will set us free from the lies. That's why we need to be in his presence and, and receive that truth. You know what I'm saying? We're a temple of his. He calls us holy and sacred. He calls us holy and sacred. That's that's real. That's real. So that's the first piece. All right, that's the first piece. Hope y'all zoomed in and catching that. Now we're going to go to the book of First Timothy, chapter 3. This is where I believe it get even more juicy. All right, this is where it get juicy. Real juicy. All right, so First Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1. If you want to follow along, go ahead and get there now. It say, this is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If a man eagerly seeks the office of overseer, bishop, superintendent, he desires an excellent task. Before I even go on, I want to let, just let you know, I'm going to read verse, verse 1 through 5. All right? And I also want to point out, this message is for men and women. For men and women. As I go on, it might sound like this is one for the fellas. All right? Although it is a very vital one for the fellas, this is a very vital, vital one for the women. So just let it unravel. All right, let it unravel. Let the words speak. All right, and y'all gonna understand it. Just zoom in, stay locked in. All right, so boom, run it back from the top. This is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If any man eagerly seeks the office of overseer, bishop, superintendent, he desires an excellent task. Verse two. Now an overseer must be blameless and beyond reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectful, hospitable, able to teach. Verse three. Not addicted to wine. 
Not a bully, nor quick-tempered and hot-headed, but gentle and considerate. Free from the love of money, not greedy for wealth, and, and its inherent power, financially ethical. Verse 4, he must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity, keeping them respectful and well-behaved. And then verse 5, for if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how would he take care of the church, the church of God? How would he take care of the church of God? All right, now let's run. Let, let, let's dig in. Let's dig in from the top. Verse 1. It says, this is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If any man eagerly seeks the office of overseer, bishop, super, superintendent, he desires an excellent task. All right, so in this specific test, text, they're specifically talking about a bishop, a bishop of a church that's the position that's being specified right here but i want y'all to look at this word this overseer word this bishop word i want you to i want you to look at this as leadership all right leadership so to read it again and, and it's men and women all right because so, because leaders come in male and female all right male and female women are leaders in their unique way as well and they're, and they're powerful leaders at that. It just so happens that when it comes to a coupleship, when it comes to uh, a marriage, the man has been positioned by God to be the leader in that. All right? The man is positioned as the leader in that. But both both of them are leaders. Say both of them, say both of them had children. The children looks at both mama and pops as their leader, as their parents, as their guidance. You feel me? As the leaders in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Both of them. It just, it, it just so happens that the, the man has been positioned by God as the head coach. All right? The head coach and mama is the assistant coach. And above both of them, God is the ultimate head coaching both of them. Make sense? But the head coach can't really the the head coach is not as powerful or able to do what he could do without that assistant coach. A lot of times, and if you know sports, a lot of times the head coach sometimes has those brain farts. Sometimes don't know what what to do next. Sometimes it's so locked into the well, not necessarily locked into the game. They both should be locked into the game, assistant coach and head coach. But sometimes the assistant coach taking that background. Uh, role can see certain things that the head coach that's up front can't really see. Therefore, when they bring to the table ideas or concepts or strategies, it work. It if if it's a good head coach, they're gonna listen to what was said, take heed to what was said, understanding that they can see something that they may not be seeing right there in the moment. The head coach and the assistant coach go hand in hand. They're both leaders in their household, but. The man is positioned as head over that assistant coach. All right, so just to just to make sure that's clear. All right, just to make sure that's clear. So boom, this is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If a man or woman, if an individual seeks the office of overseer or the position of leadership, he desires an excellent task. He desires an excellent role. He desires a a a very very vital, very very weighty 
role. That's a hefty role. All right. It's not something you just play around with. So if you seeking leadership, that's a hefty role you're designing. All right, verse two. Now an overseer or a leader must be blameless and beyond reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectful, hospitable, able to teach. Some of y'all probably heard that and think, well, you know, I, if I don't got no relationship, if I'm not in a relationship, I definitely, you know what I'm saying, I ain't got no wife, I ain't got no spouse. So how does that apply? I want y'all to, to zoom in because this is how it applies. In this text, it's referring to the, to the, to the physical, physical state of being in a marriage, you know, physical state of having uh, a husband, having a wife. But I want y'all to understand, I want y'all to look at it in this way. For a man to have one wife or for a woman to have one husband, it also takes the mindset of a man having one wife and a woman having one husband. Your mindset got to be that you have one wife and you have one husband. If the mindset ain't that, you could be in a marriage and still be living like you're not in a marriage. Cause your mind gone. You is tripping. You lost your mind. Cause you ain't living like you in a marriage. You living <laughs> like you like you like like this free free fall or something. And that ain't the concept. That that's not how you supposed to be living. So this is a mindset thing. Even pro, even before having you a girlfriend, or even before you having. Or even before you having a uh, a boyfriend, you gotta have a mindset of that. You gotta have a mindset of I only want one woman. Feel me for the fellas. I only want one woman. That's all I, I I only want one one woman. I'm carrying myself like a man who got one woman or is interested in one woman. I'm trying to pursue. I'm I'm not into having a bunch of girls no more. I'm not into just just snatching this girl, that girl, this girl, that girl. Mess with this one, mess with that one. I'm not interested in all that no more. I just want me one queen, one queen I could call mine. I want one wife. I just want me one. Once your mindset like that, then you can start up. Then you'll start operating like that. Then you'll begin to be able to choose better, move better, and you yourself will be carrying yourself better and carrying yourself as a husband before even having you a girlfriend and that's and that's and that's real that's real that's solid that's excellence same for the woman you gotta have the mindset you like you gotta have the mindset that you just want you one man feel me you gotta have that mindset you gotta have the mindset that you're gonna carry yourself like a wife who belongs to only one man you know what i'm saying so yeah, for the fellas and for the for the for the ladies, you know what I'm saying? For the fellas, you can't you can't be around here trying to get every girl around town. Fam, you can't be around here looking for every chick, trying to get every chick around 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 town. And for the ladies, you can't be around here trying to talk to every dude on the block. You gotta carry yourself like you just want one. So you can attract that one. Trust me, a king recognizes a, a, a queen, and the queen recognizes a king. And you got to carry yourself as such. It's a mindset thing. And then it goes on self-control, sensible, respectful, hospitable, able to teach. You know what I'm saying? You got to evaluate yourself. Do you have that? Do you have self-control? 
I'm saying, are you sensible? Are you respectable? Are you respectable? We all want to be respected. Every single one of us, we like we like being respectable. Are you respectable? Huh? Are you respectable? Something you got to evaluate. Hospitable, able to teach. Can you teach? If I bring you in, can can you? What am What am I gonna learn from you? If you bring them in, if you get in their space, what can you teach them? What What can you bring to the table? All right, verse three. Hope y'all zoomed in. Hope y'all zoomed in. It's good. Not addicted to wine, not a bully, nor quick tempered, and hot headed. Not addicted to wine. Is you drinking every weekend? Is you drinking every day? Is you like what it is? What you doing? Feel me? I'm not here to judge. I'm here to just share the truth. It's something for you to take, take and take heed to. It's something for you to hear and just digest and just evaluate yourself. Not addicted to wine. Not a bully. Nor quick temper. Is your quick? Is your temper still quick? Is your head still hot? Huh? Not addicted to wine, not a bully, no quick temper and hot headed, but gentle and considerate. Free from the love of money, not greedy for wealth and its inherent power. Financially ethical. This is an important one. This right here dangerous. This right here dangerous. If if if, if this ain't right, this could be very, very, uh very, very damaging to any relationship. Any relationship. Respect you got you got business. Partners, look, if if this ain't if this is an issue for you, this is bad business for you. you know what I'm saying already. Already that bad business. That bad business. You do not want to be doing business with nobody just yet until you clean up the house. And you need to take care of home. Cause that right there is not good. It's not a good trait. When it comes to a marriage, when it comes to you being in a couple ship, it is not a good trait. This right here could be very dam damaging and dangerous. All right, if you if you love your money, you can't love your girl, bro. You can't love your girl right. Ladies, if you love money, you cannot love the man right. It's been so many times, time and time again. I'm not trying to sound biased. It just seems like a prevalent thing for, for a female to really be intrigued by a man's money. And it's not every and not every woman. It just seems to be a lot of women. Being so intrigued by a man's money and not not even focusing on him himself, forgetting the whole quality of a man and not even trying to look at the quality of the man, just looking at they 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 pockets. Like you loving money more than the man, that is a problem. And it could go the other way too. A man loving the woman for for her money, but like I said, you seen like the dominant side of it be like a woman. Loving, you know, being so intrigued and fascinated by what a man got, you know, as far as the materialistic things and the, the finance-wise. You feel me? Forgetting the man himself. And if that's your issue, that's something you just got to evaluate. This ain't, like I said, I ain't here to judge nobody. You feel me? I ain't no perfect individual myself. I ain't here to judge nobody. I'm just sharing truth. It's something for us to all digest and dive into and evaluate ourselves. Feel me? As we read the word, the word gonna read us. It's gonna show us what we need. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna show us what we need to fix. God gonna allow us to uh take from his word what exactly what we need. All right, we gotta be free from the love of money. Feel me? We can't, like I like I was saying before, if you can't love, if you love and money, you cannot love your 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 partner right. You know what I'm saying? You can't love your partner right. You just can't. 
You can't you can't love yourself right if you love money. And you definitely can't love God right if you love money. You just can't. You gotta get it in order. So you gotta know God who is love. Accept him. Now once you accept him and have him, now you have love in your tank. Otherwise, you're empty. You don't have love to even share. You feel me? You don't have love to share, but once you accept that love, then you can love God back. You feel me? Then you can love yourself, one of his creations. And then you can love others. Others including your spouse, your woman, your man. You know what I'm saying? But if you love money, that right there, that, that, that cuts that whole line off. All right? I know I sat there for a little bit, but that was important. So we had to catch that. So free from the love of money, not greedy for wealth and his inherent power. Um, you know, he, uh, we got to be financially ethical. So verse four, it says, he must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity, keeping them respectful and well-behaved. Y'all probably thinking, look, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? If I ain't got no relationship, I ain't got no kids. You feel me? I ain't, or, you know what I'm saying? How 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 we gonna jump the kids when I ain't even in a relationship? Now I'm I'm not I don't have listen again. It's a mindset thing. It's a mindset thing, and this right here is specifically talking about the state of having children. But it's a mindset thing. I want y'all to take from it. Uh, it is it, is deeper. It's deeper. So we all was children before, right? We all we all been kids. We've all been kids. And glory to God if kids listening right now. But we've all been kids before. But there's a point where we get grown. There's a point where we get grown. Now, as you grown, is you still acting like a kid? Hmm? Is you still, do you still got childlike, a childlike mindset? Are you still childlike petty? Hmm? Do you still got childish ways? Because if so, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, having the joy of a, of a child, that's something you should always have, something you should always keep. That could, that could stay with you. But those childish ways that'll really hinder a, a, a mature relationship, like a marriage, that right there, that's not going to do you no good. That's not gonna do you no good at all. And if they coming in with that childish, childish uh type mentality or childish ways, it ain't gonna do y'all no good either. It's just not. It's, it's just not. Again, though, we all growing up. We all, we all, we all figuring things out. We all, but listen, there's some things that we got to clean up. There's some things that cannot, that can no longer stay in the home. You, you cannot no longer. Do certain things when you're when you when you're now growing up and being an adult. All right, we was all amateurs. We 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 was right now we're big kids. You feel me? Grown kids. You feel me? Grown kids. We was all kids. We was, we was all children. Young amateur children. But now we are grown, mature children. If you still acting like an amateur at this state, it's a problem. And it doesn't make you less than or worse than anybody. It's just it's just something that you will have to handle. Take care of home. 
take care of own. There's some things you got to start throwing out. Take care of own. There's some ways, some, some mindset that you, or some some different uh, thought processes that you used to have, or the ways you, the ways you did certain things that was childlike, or just the attitude, your childlike attitude towards certain things. It, it has to change. You can no like you can't have that. All right. So I'm going to read that again. Verse 4, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4 says, He must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity, keeping them respectful and well-behaved. So that child, them childlike ways that we all have, can you keep that under control with all dignity, keeping them respectful and well-behaved? We know how children get. Children can have a mouth on them. They can get a little disrespectful. You know what I'm saying they get a little curious. Ch children get curious. I wonder what would happen if I do, and then they go ahead and do some dumb junk. Just trying to get a reaction out of people. Are you still doing that? Hmm? Are you still doing that? Because that would cause problems in your relationship for no reason, just because you curious and just want to see how far you could take it. How far you could? How far can you irritate them? How far can? How far can you go with some dumb junk? Can you be stupid? Just a little bit more. Hmm? Can you if you if you still acting like a kid like that, testing folks like that? Look, you just no judge, no judgment. Just check yourself. All right, you need to clean that up. You need to clean that up. That's something for us to evaluate and something for us to for us to uh, manage. All right, verse five. It says, and we're gonna wrap it up with this one. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? If you don't know how to manage your own household, how will you be able to take care of the church of God? Not for the fellas specifically, as a as a, as positioned as leaders of a household, uh, as positioned as the the leading manager in the household. How can you manage? How can you how can you manage? Uh, uh, well, if you're not able to manage your your own self correctly. If you if you're not managing the home God has given you that He calls Himself home for Himself. If you're not taking care of yourself, brother, if you're not if you're not taking care of home, how can you take care of the church of God? Now God refers to the church, us, the people, the people as the bride. All right. So for the fellas specifically. How can you take care of your bride, your wife, your woman, your lady, if you yourself can't take care of you? If you're not managing yourself well, how can you manage a household with your lady? You can't manage your own household yourself. You can't. So, so how can you manage that? You know what I'm saying? But in the same way for the ladies, for the ladies, like I was saying earlier, Men and women are leaders. Leaders come in male and female. All right. The man was positioned as the head coach in in the crib, and the woman is the assistant coach. But if you, lady, miss, aren't managing your household well, meaning yourself well, how can you take care of the church of God? How how can you come into the household and be of some value? If you yourself is not you yourself is not taking care of yourself, how can you help the man who's positioned 
to take care of the household. Remember, y'all can have kids. Remember, y'all just the whole structure of a of a home. How can you assist that if you're not assisting yourself? How can how can you assist that if you're not if you're not helping yourself? Hmm? <coughs> Excuse me. That's really important for us to for us to evaluate. We gotta make sure we're sharp. All right, we gotta make sure we are sharp. All right, both men and women, we gotta make sure we show up. We was created by royalty, for royalty, with royalty. You feel me? We was, we was built on royalty. But if you're not walking around with your crown on, and your crown is sitting off to the side on a desk somewhere, you feel me? Or even hanging on, off, just hanging for his life off, off to the side of your ear. Listen, that's something you gotta fix. Something you gotta fix. Put your crown back on. Get back in position. Be who God calls you to be. Then when somebody else comes into that space, it's solid foundation that they see you're built on. And prayerfully, they coming in and built built on that same solid foundation and and ready to build upon that. Look, I hope y'all don't be yeah, man. Listen, I hope y'all catching this, cause that right there, that's the message. That's the message. You gotta make sure. We take so yeah, take care of home. We gotta make sure we take care of home. For example, check me. Zoom in. I hope y'all still zoom in. Look. If you think about when you have visitors, because this this gonna bring it out in full circle if you haven't caught it already. Say you have visitors visitors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Say you have visitors. If you had a mother like like mine, saying my mama, when it when it was time for guests to come over, my mom was my mom was gonna get the house cleaned up, and it's not like the house always just be dirty or something. The house is constantly being cleaned, but when there was guests that was about to come over, my mama would say, "I'm not letting nobody come over here to a dirty house. I'm not letting nobody come in to a dirty house." And that's the type of attitude we should be having. If we're going to invite people into this space, into our home, our space, our life, why would we be inviting them to a dirty house? Hmm? Why would we want to invite them to a dirty house? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Now, look, I had this. Look, I, I, I know... Look, somebody, I know somebody. I had an experience. Somebody invited me over. And Lord have mercy. They had no care in the world that I was coming. You could tell by how the crib was set up. How everything was going. You could, you could tell they had no intentions of making the home seem any type of, any type of welcome. I'm talking about just filthy. Like what in the world going on in here? It's it just filthy. And that's how we are sometimes. We like what we see. You know what I'm saying? We like what we see. We think they cool, this, that, this, that. And we just want to invite them in. Invite them in. Yo, you seem real cool. Oh, you so oh, you so beautiful, this, that. And we just want to invite them in. We like that. We want to spend time with that. So we're going to invite them in to our space. But your space dirty. Your space dirty. 
is not even welcoming. And what you're going to find is you're going to run them away. You're going to run them away. And if you got a story like mine and was invited to any dirty house, any dirty home, you you probably, you probably, yeah, you probably don't even want to sit down. Yeah, you can go ahead and sit right there. No, I'm good. I'll yeah. stand. Would you like some water? Mm, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I got some water in the car. I got some water in the car. But you, but you get what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody, you don't want to be invited to a dirty area. But in that same way, that's how you gotta be. When you gotta, you gotta take care of home. You gotta take care of yourself. You can't be inviting any anybody anywhere. You can't be inviting people over in your in your in, in your space is dirty. And the only way to really get clean, <clears throat> excuse me. And the only way to really get clean is to get in the presence of God and allow God to do that deep cleaning. Some of us got scars after scars, dirt after dirt. You feel me? We got so much stuff going on. It's, it feel like our life's a mess. It feel like our life's a mess. We feel lonely. So all we want is just some company. So we just invite anybody back to back to back, just inviting this one, inviting this one, inviting this one. Not realizing you building a rep of, of, of mess. You building a rep of messiness. Because you're a mess right now and you just and yes you feeling what you feeling but you're inviting everybody in to that mess instead of getting in the presence of god and allowing him to do that deep cleansing let him refine you some of our houses some of our homes need to get refurnished refined and back in line you get what i'm saying let him refine you refurnish you let him cleanse you up let them cleanse you up. Let them be the detox to the toxicity in your life. Once you get all that handled and you take care of home, now you can start inviting people in. All right, now it'll be a cozy, welcoming environment. It'll be a clean, fresh environment. It's going to smell good. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a different aroma. You're going to have a different aura to you. And it's going to be welcoming. All right. It's gonna be it's gonna be peaceful, joyful. You know what I'm saying? Joyful is gonna bring it's gonna bring joy to the people to the people that's in there. You ever cleaned up your space, your your area, you cleaned up your room, cleaned up your bathroom or whatever, and then you walked out and then walked back in with just like just smiling. Cause the fact that it's clean, it just feel good. It feels good that it's clean. Yeah, that's how it's gonna feel when you allow God to clean your clean your space up. That's that's how it feels when you take care of home. It's gonna feel like that for yourself, and it's gonna feel like that for the person you're inviting. Now, oh my goodness, you have a lovely home. But in translation, you can be like, oh my goodness, you are a lovely person. You are a lovely person. You are so welcoming of a person. You have such a soothing personality. You have they're gonna start saying all these good things because you cleaned up your space. You cleaned up your space. You don't want to be the one they looking at like you always. You feel me? You 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 always quit to get mad. You always so this and you always so that and 
Like, you just stink. You just always stink. My goodness. You just, yeah, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be stank. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a stank individual. Take care of home. Take care of home. Take care of home. Now, if y'all didn't catch that, listen, I think y'all need to catch that. So just go ahead and run it back and listen to it again on your own time. But that right there, I believe God's word really gave us a, a financial uh foundational, I'm sorry, foundational structure that we could all capitalize and build upon. All right. Very, very much so. Very much so. That is very vital. Uh, I pray that message right there really uh resonates with a lot of y'all. Uh I pray that that right there produces within y'all and through y'all God's glorious fruit that can only be produced through him. Through him. So let his word take root. All right. Let his word take root in the name of Jesus. And let, and let his word be a lamp to y'all feet and a light to y'all path. Giving you guidance and structure. Giving you guidance and structure that you could build on and follow. All right, in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, if I, I just want to shout out. I want to give some shout outs real quick. Shout out to Germany, India, and United Kingdom. And, of course, the United States. We got listeners from all around the globe. Seeing like, it's crazy. I give God all the glory. 